0: Hey guys, and welcome to our Wine Out Loud podcast, the podcast where we drink wine and talk about our lives and other worldly subjects. We are your hosts, my name is Shani,
1: and my name is Sarah.
0: Awesome. So, with this like being our very first episode, we're just going to start out slow and kind of get a feel for it and introduce ourselves and who we are and what we're all about. So... I guess I'll just go first. Um, again, like I said, I'm Shanny, and I'm a 20-something-year-old uh, childcare worker, and I live in the Okanagan, which is in Canada, for those who don't know. And yeah, I'm just kind of a chill individual who wanted to reach out and kind of get a voice out there, because I think I'm pretty fucking funny. I don't know if you agree with that, Sarah, but.
1: I think we're funny. Fair. No,
0: I I would. I would agree with that. (laughs) Um, and we kind of just want to start this and see (laughs) if anyone else thinks we're funny. And you know what? If they don't, fuck them. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so yeah, Sarah, go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: (laughs) Okay. Uh, well, I'm Sarah, and I am getting- currently I'm working on getting my Masters of Social Work. I'm focusing on social development and um, community development, and I'm loving it. And I actually don't listen to that many podcasts. I have a few that I'm always listening to. Um, I'm much a creature of habit, but so this this feels quite new and very different. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna be following. <laughs> Shani's lead on this one. <laughs> she listens to way more podcasts than I do.
0: Actually, that's not even true. I think I've listened to maybe like three podcasts. Um, but I was, really, yeah, I just think it's a cool idea because honestly, I don't have to show my face and look nice. That's true. I just hear my voice, and I like. And my we're voice. so good at
1: talking. Yeah, we're good at talking. That is always quite easy. So yeah, for sure.
0: Um. For like, those who notice, obviously this podcast is called Wine Out Loud because we're going to be tasting yeah. wine as well. I think Sarah's got a head start on me, but...
1: <laughs> I do, as I usually do when there's alcohol involved, but um, if I could introduce the wine of the episode. Yeah, go for it. So this week we are drinking a Jackson Triggs proprietor selection, oh, I'm going to butcher this, Riesling. Get worse. Traminer. Everyone says I say it wrong, but I'm just sounding it out. So.
0: You know what? If you uh, want to go. Ahead and drink the day, please. Gortz give it a shot. Gortster Miner. Gortster Miner? Miner? I don't know. Hmm. Well. <laughs> go ahead, anyway, though. You
1: keep so introducing <laughs> it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Jackson's Triggs is, is a winery that. Is oh, I don't actually know exactly where it is. Oh man, this actually might not even be an Oak. get <laughs> like a winery. It's a piece <laughs> on the back of it wine. Just, Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I'll Google it later. Um, but this is actually my favorite. I'm not. No, I do like whites. So. Uh, But when I do drink whites, it is this one. This one is ultimately my favorite, and I like to throw a little ice cube, a couple ice cubes in there to keep myself in (laughs) control. Mm. And it's a really good wine. Okay, so I feel like I have to explain just really quickly my wine rules, that being that red wines, red wines are for cold weather, so fall and winter white wines are for warmer weather so spring and summer and uh rosé rosés are that's just for the summer don't drink that any other time it's weird um so this one because we're now wait did we hit the first day of spring yet
0: i don't know you're the one with the rules
1: (laughs) i know i don't know i just go with the weather the weather calls to me. And I change my wine selection. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is the one that we've selected. I recommend. It's also, uh, you know, if you're someone who likes to not spend money on things, this is, this is going to be a very good wine to go to. It's 10 bucks in British Columbia, so. Yeah. Yeah. The Jackson's <laughs> Triggs Riesling, Gewurztraminer, however you say it. <laughs> wow. That was beautiful.
0: Um, personally I I don't know a lot about wine so I will say definitely that Sarah recommended this one um so I've never tasted it so I'm gonna go ahead and try it
1: oh my gosh okay so excited
0: uh alright you know what it's a pretty subdued wine like it's for those who don't like sweetness I would say that this is probably good because white wine is sweeter a lot of people get turned off by that I find but this one is pretty subdued. Um, and again, like it's you actually said, why. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: It's actually ahead. why I prefer red to white. I find that whites are way too sweet, and this one, like you just said, it's very crisp. It's almost got like yeah. Like it doesn't taste like apples, but. I mean. That lightness of it apple juice, like a, like a green apple. apple. Yeah. A tartness as well. There's a bit of a, a. I really like sour, sour wine, sour beers. So I enjoy this one as well because it also does have a bit of that.
0: Yeah, I mean, as we go through this podcast, tartness. you're gonna realize that Sarah's more of a red wine lover and I'm a white <laughs> wine lover, and I like the there you go. But that being said, I That's I would true. drink this, and I'm going to drink this. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, it's really easy to drink. That's, that's the, that's this it's a, it's a curse and a gift.
0: <laughs> I mean, if we were to make a scale f- for wine tasting, because mm-hmm. I'd love to do that here. Yeah. Where would you rate this on, like, a scale of, like, 1 to 10? Ten? 10 being pretty fucking fantastic and 1 being not even worth trying. Where would you rate it?
1: So, if, I mean, obviously wine, it depends on your taste like we just said this for me this is my number 10 wine or, or like not my number but like my 10 out of 10 white wine because it's not too sweet it's not too heavy it's very easy to drink um it's also so good for white sangrias you just can mix fucking anything in there it's so good um so I would say out a 10 out of 10 based on my um kind of my flavor complexes that I enjoy but you being someone who enjoys something sweeter and if you like white wine because it's sweeter this this might not be my favorite
0: yeah you know what Um, it's not my favorite but again I'm going on a scale for everyone <laughs> so I would definitely yeah. put it in there at like a 7.5 or an 8 Yeah, like, it's a good wine like, yeah. I think even if you're not a white wine lover you probably would like it
1: yeah. And, and course, Jackson yeah. Triggs is is a highly awarded winery. Uh they yeah, they win. Oh yeah, they're quite Canada's
0: most awarded yeah. winery. There we go. Oh, shit. Look at that.
1: <laughs> so I don't think you'll completely regret it if you get it and you try it. It just might not be your favorite.
0: Yeah. Plus, you know, twelve point five percent is pretty up there. <laughs>
1: That's a good one. It's, it's a good, good percentage. <laughs> yeah, Why good. throw in the ice cubes? <laughs> 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 um,
0: so like like we said at the beginning, this isn't obviously just about wine. We want to come on here and talk about our lives and just like other things that are going on in the world. Of course, this just being the beginning episode, I don't think we'll get too deep into things. But um, something I was thinking about is like. They don't really know us, the audience. Um, so, like, if you could describe yourself, like, not even necessarily, just visually, just you. Like, what would you say? What, like, what comes to
1: mind? I, am... I think that when you meet me, I'm very social. I really like figuring out who in the room hasn't been talked to yet and involving them in the conversation. Um, I'm also someone I think you figure out pretty quickly. Quite passionate about the issues that she cares about. Um, so it's pretty easy. I get excited about stuff really easily. Um, I'd like to think that I can get others excited as well. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, and someone who's endlessly curious to the point where he gets me in trouble. Um I don't know. Is does that does that sound like me? Does that sound I mean accurate?
0: Yeah. I mean it's you describing you but I I would say as someone who's known you for a while, I would say that that's definitely accurate.
1: Good. Good. So clearly <laughs> I'm also someone who's very self aware. Fantastic. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Been working on that. <laughs> um yeah.
0: I was having a really hard time describing myself
1: oh it's so hard so annoying
0: what are your strengths and weaknesses i don't know (laughs) i honestly i feel like i'm not everyone's cup of tea and i say that in like a positive way is that i'm just not really a norm and i'm not like trying to toot my own horn here but i don't feel like i fit into a norm I am a bit, I very, I'm a bit quirky, and I'm social, but then I have my moments where I'm just like, oh, I don't have anything to do with the world, the world can go fuck itself. Uh, <laughs> as you can see, I, I like to swear a lot, um, and that's probably going to become a running theme here. Um, but I'm just like, <laughs> you know when people say unique? I feel like I fit into that, yeah. but I'm like strange. I'm just a very strange person. I can fit into and kind of mold to different social groups, uh, when needed, but like on my own, I really don't care what people think about
1: me. I, I no, and I admire know. that so much. Yeah, that's definitely something I attribute to you. Something that I, so I, I struggle with that. I care very much what people think about me, so when I'm able to be like mindful and I am able to recognize oh fuck right now I'm like just thinking about others think it's nice to be able to go to you and be like, okay, how did you do that?
0: If you guys didn't know, we're already like, didn't know already, we're best friends, clearly.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we're also very alike in certain ways. I think I have the same schema where I fit into a lot of different little groups like all throughout middle school and high school Mom would say, oh, you know, when I was in middle school, you'll find your tribe in high school. Uh, In high school, oh, you'll find your tribe in university. So there was was always not enough people like me to have a bit, to be in a group of them. And that obviously changed when I got to um, university. Oh, well, maybe we should mention how we met. That's kind of, I think that's kind of cool.
0: I mean, yeah. Uh, (laughs) We always, we often always come back to the topic of how we met. Um, I don't know if anyone in the audience feels this way, but, like, have you ever, like, met someone and you remember everything about said person, except how you met exactly? <laughs> I, to this day, I know I can remember the the general encounter, but I don't remember what was said. I don't really remember what you looked like.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I just know it exactly. happens. I remember
1: more. I, I think I remember more because it was a bit more impactful to me because I had just, so essentially I had just moved to a new city, much bigger than anywhere else I'd lived before. And I was going to be starting university and, um, I was getting my degree in psychology. So I figured better get some volunteer experience in there. I signed up for a, a suicide hotline and, um, or a crisis hotline and, um, on the first day of training, I think I I had been in this new city for like three days. I really did not know anyone. And so I think because I was in more of an anxious position, whereas you were just kind of doing your thing, I think that's maybe why it imprinted in my mind a bit more. Because it was quite a pivotal, it was quite, it really affected my my life trajectory in that city. Because when I met you, that I met my entire group of friends, and our, our city we live in is, very well known for being quite clicky and as an adult it's hard to to make new friends and to find a group to be in so I think that made my life a lot easier <laughs> to be honest.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, for sure. I again like I said, we met during a volunteer opportunity. And like I'm just I, I feel like I'm just the kind of person that will just invite people to things, even if I don't know them. I just want everyone to be out having And it's fun. like I knew that!
1: It's like I knew that because I saw everyone in the room, and I just wanted to sit by you. Out of everyone in there, like, I walk in there, and there's just a bunch of... nor... <laughs> I don't want to be rude. Oh, there's just she, a bunch of people she who calls
0: What look... it as is boring-ass white people. Is <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: Uh, for the record, I am also white. <laughs> um, it's not rude if I say it. Uh, but yeah, there's just a lot of really normal, uh, you know, catalog, like Sears catalog, kind of white people sitting around. And there was this girl in, in the middle who just had this, like, afro and this, like, it wasn't a pantsuit. What, is it? what was it? It was a...
0: It's a jumper.
1: A jumper! She had this, like, jumper on and, like, these hoop earrings now. And she just, you were just, like, talking and so animate and everyone's just, like looking shy, and then I was like, oh, I'm shy. I to go sit beside her. <laughs> She'll make me talk. So, I think that is actually what gravitated me to sitting next to you. Uh,
0: yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, That was an interesting experience, for sure. Um, I don't think it's very common. That's to- how we met. Yeah, For people to meet at a crisis line and then stay friends. I don't know, it just seems it's like fair. a weird
1: place and, <laughs> Yeah, be. and it was really hard, like, neither of us, I, I don't think we, we stayed longer than four months.
0: No, it's, I a, didn't. it's not an easy no. role, it's
1: very It was attractive. a huge, yeah, it was a really big commitment at the beginning, and we were both in school, and it was, it was a good learning experience. I was really grateful to get that training, but, um, yeah, it was kind of a weird situation. <laughs>
0: good story though um Thanks. that that reminds me as kind of what you were talking about there is like first encounters um mm-hmm. just like how important do you think first impressions are
1: <laughs> well I'm so here, my here's, my here <laughs> yeah, here's my doubles here yeah here's my double standard <laughs> If it's me making the first impression so so important i feel like no one will give me a second chance i need to make the most amazing first impression for other people well no i can forgive them obviously and they're you know uh, but then on the other hand if they if it's a really bad rubbing it's a really bad rubbing it's hard to see the person a different way but i try to remain
0: (laughs) i'm of the forgiving similar standpoint but like Also, I feel like, for me, personally, again, like I said, I'm a special cup of tea. Not everyone is going to like me, so, and I'm okay with that. So, I do my best first impression to kind of my own standards of what I think a first impression should look like. That being said, when I meet someone, I'm not necessarily going to show them everything about me. Um, Like, I am a very (laughs) outspoken person i talk about sex i talk about drugs um that's not everyone can't like not everyone can handle that right off the bat so i do try to with that nope. a little bit but if you're gonna stay friends with me it's gonna come out and if you can't handle that mm-hmm. then we're probably not meant to be friends and that's okay
1: i thought um, it works that's how making friends work though
0: so. yeah i don't know what it's like to make friends sarah i'm almost 30 <laughs>
1: No no you used to know how it was me rent. Know. And Absolutely. now you're almost 30, so.
0: Yeah. Ooh, this
1: wine is hitting me for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I think it's good bang for your buck, man. A bottle yeah. of wine for 10 bucks. I think it's good. Go
0: buy Jackson Tricks, guys. Um
1: not sponsored. Just not
0: sponsored. <laughs> but try it. Um mm-hmm. something I actually so I was like, oh yeah, we're doing this podcast today, and I really want to talk about this. Um, and it kind of sidetracks from what we're talking about, but it, it also comes back to talking about what kind of people we are. Um, okay. So it's really, I really want people to take away that it's okay to admit when you're wrong. Yeah. And I say that because it's something that happened to me today. What so, did you do? Can you give me some backstory. <laughs> I, I have student loans and I pay a, a monthly fee every month um, and for February I paid I don't know somewhere around $200 plus and I was like "Yep, oh, I paid it, it's all good, it's all fine uh, fast forward to like the beginning of March or the mid, mid of March um, I get an email saying that my payment's late and I was like well no, I, I, I definitely paid it Um, so I called them and I'm like, okay, but look, there's like a $300 charge that got taken out of my account and sent to you. Uh, and you saying that it didn't go through, but it never got returned to me. So where the heck is my $300? And they're like, oh, well, we're not sure. Maybe call your bank. And I was like, okay, call my bank. Uh, my bank's like, oh, the money went out, but it never came back. So I don't know where it is, and that's really on their end, because they're the ones who should send it back. I was like, yep, that makes sense. So I called them again. I called them again, and they're like, okay, we'll investigate it. Cool. Uh, In the meantime, they're just gonna, I don't have to pay it. They're gonna investigate it. Two weeks goes by. I hear nothing of this investigation. I'm like, hmm. Well, I'm supposed to pay the next month, and I'm still kind of, like, late on the second month. So I called them again today. And I'm like, hey, you were supposed to start an investigation into this problem, and uh, nothing's happened. I've heard nothing. So I, the guy's like talking to me, he's like, well, until we we'll start an investigation, I'm not sure what happened, but until we get it resolved, how about you pay both payments? And I'm like, no, because I've budgeted <laughs> for both, Money, and man. I cannot <laughs> drop $600 at this moment. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. And so he's like, Well, we can't put your account on hold I'm like, Well, can I speak to a supervisor? So I go to speak to a supervisor and oh my god, this woman was so rude. <laughs> she just wouldn't let me talk, wouldn't let me explain myself. And eventually Michael, my husband, he uh jumped in and was like used his authoritative I'm a man voice to get them to go. go up to a manager so we get the manager she's very nice she's talking she's like i'm not even really sure what happened because we don't even have a record of it and i was like oh my god where's my money (laughs) so and she's like well there was a payment on like uh an attempted payment on march or not march february 21st and i was like well i didn't even try to make a payment on 21st it's on 22nd and i was like i don't understand what's going on so needless to say they decided to like hold my account until they figure this out but then i'm like thinking and i was like okay wait a minute this is so weird they have different information than i do and different information than the bank does and so i go through my account and i'm looking at the payment that came out and i realized that it was actually a payment that i made to my visa
1: <laughs> <laughs> Give it was love
0: And the money uh. that I was that I did send to them, it just didn't go through, but they never took money out of my account. It just never went through. The only thing that was like a mistake on their end, it was I was not notified that it didn't go through. And so I was like, here I am being like an absolute bitch to these people and saying it's all their fault when in reality I never actually paid it. <laughs>
1: <Man>.
0: <laughs> so Okay, so what do My moral of my story is that on Monday, I will call them and explain them what happened and apologize.
1: And admit that
0: I was wrong. Because, and that was the whole <laughs> point, I was thinking, I was like, okay, this is a humbling moment. I was wrong. <laughs> Even though I was convinced that I was right. And upon further oh, yeah. reflection, I was not. So, my real takeaway I... is that I want people to be like, okay, it's okay to admit when you're wrong. And a lot of people struggle with this.
1: Oh. It's so hard. It's so 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 so. If I've learned anything from my practicum and working with multiple community partners is even for professionals who who work in industry where they got to be following best practices it can be really difficult. But I have a little story as well that is fits with your story.
0: All right, tell. I want to get it.
1: Yeah. So, uh, okay, so uh, yeah, well, there we go, we're going to tell a little bit more about myself as well. So I am Quebecoise, uh, I was born in Quebec, but I live in Anglo-Canada now. And that's why my accent so good, thanks. Um, and But this summer I will be returning to Quebec to go live with my grandparents. As COVID, all of my classes are online, so why not go save a little money, spend some time with my grandparents. Um, they'll both, I mean my grandpa got vaccinated last week and my grandma's getting vaccinated on Monday so everyone will be safe, everyone will be good to go. But previous to this, a couple months ago when we were just starting to talk about it, uh, COVID was was pretty bad and um, I'm quite, I mean both of us, quite COVID conscious and so I noticed that my grandmother was perhaps a little bit more lenient than myself which I didn't like because she's my grandmother and I'd like to keep her around so we were having this conversation and I was kind of nervous uh you know I felt that here I I had complete control over who was coming in my house who I was seeing who I was you know getting into contact with and I was a bit nervous about losing that control but with living with my grandparents and I wasn't really sure of the extent of you know how, how well they were following the rules so I was having this conversation with my grandmother and um, to the point where I, I said something along the lines of you know I know it's your home and I don't want to control what you do and how, how you do things I just I want to feel safe and I, I, I need to know that that's an option anyway we get into this conversation and I'm basically telling her like you know you should not be going out and going on walks with these people and at one point she kind of cuts me off, and she says, uh, "Sarah, like, don't infantilize me. I am an old woman. I have been around. I know what I want, and I don't know how much time I have left. And and that means that I'm I'm not gonna spend if I have a year left of my life with like by myself. You know. She's saying that at that age, money, those things, they just don't matter. All she has is her relationships." with her neighbors and her family and and it kind of hit me in the face because I am a huge advocate for agency for you know for, for human beings just age, human agency and i realized that that you know with seniors that's a big problem right infantilizing them and desexualizing them which inherently dehumanizes them and i was doing it to my own grandmother but i felt that i was just protecting her i was just but i was really just pushing my own values on her and i didn't even understand i didn't even kind of ask her like what are you doing like how are you taking care of yourself and so uh, obviously I apologized right away and, and that felt really humbling because for someone who prides themselves on respecting everybody, um, I didn't do it right there and I pushed my own ideals on how a person should act on her. But she's such a, you know, she's such a kind lady. Who did didn't do anything yeah, at all sure. and, and yeah <laughs> and every every problem you give her she's got a solution so hopefully came <laughs> up with a bunch of solutions right away that was more her concern right but at the same time I'm glad that she put her foot down and kind of got me out of my superiority bubble and um, yeah so and I think it's great to admit when you're wrong because it's I think it acts as a couple things it signifies to the other person that you're the kind of person who can integrate new knowledge into your into your schemas right when you're given something new oh okay you won't just become defensive and keep fighting it you're you're someone who oh i can get yeah i can have new information and i can make new decisions based off of that that's just great for relationship building and then you also yeah you also get to find out the truth of something right like you you I, I don't know about you, but I like to be right about things. <laughs> so if someone's like, oh hey, you're actually wrong about this, here's the right thing, oh my god, thank you! Now I won't sound like an idiot to everybody else I talk to. Um, and that's a
0: whole other topic that we can totally get into <laughs> throughout the course of this, um, this podcast. It's I know you have a lot to say on that.
1: Um, I was because oh, yeah.
0: you're talking about pandemic, and of course, that is what everyone is talking about
1: we're gonna talk about it (laughs) but something
0: i i just like kind of a a sort of an ending topic for this i did want to kind of ask when the pandemic is over i and i say quote unquote over when it is safe to do things um like what do you want to do or more specifically what like what do you miss about pre-pandemic life
1: what do i miss about pre-pandemic life i miss getting wasted in a bar full of strangers making out with them never seeing them again that's what i miss and dancing oh just like in a sweaty room i can't even hear myself talk like i missed that energy i missed that vibrance of humans just enjoying, like, loud vibrations in their ears and, and poison so in clear, their,
0: Sarah their guts. Yes, yeah? You miss sweaty <laughs> humans. That's what
1: you miss. Uh, <laughs> okay, no, I mean... No! I'm kidding. <laughs> but yes. But, no, I but get yes. that. That whole...
0: <laughs> I think, like, kind of free-spirited. Not having to worry. Um. And, uh, I, what I miss, honestly, if, if pandemic life has taught me anything, it taught me that I can be alone and be okay, and not, like, lonely, just be alone. Um, like, I, for, for those who don't know, I am actually, class is clinically vulnerable <laughs> in the context of the pandemic and COVID. Um, like, if I was to catch it, I'd be, like, super sick, super at risk, um, so I have been isolating myself from everyone, as uh, including working, like, I haven't been working, um, I haven't been really seeing anyone, so I really have to be okay with being alone. And that being said, my husband yeah. lives here, and I was never actually alone, but, like, being okay with the fact that I couldn't go out and do things, and and more, more to the point that I shouldn't go out and do things. But what I miss the most is, honestly, the idea of traveling. Because when I left university, when I was like, oh, when I'm like solid with my work, I want to travel. I want to go do things. But of course, pandemic has made that super difficult. And everyone, there's so many restrictions. There's like, I don't even really want to get on a plane because of all the times that I see the cases on planes. Um, So really what I want to do is to be able to travel um, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be international bc is fantastic and has beautiful places um i just want to travel within bc and like go do those kind of things um so what i really miss is that it's, i don't really miss people <laughs> people can go fuck themselves but um i miss being able to travel and to explore because that's what i want to do i want to see things and i've definitely become like way more outdoorsy since the covet hit i like Kayak last summer. I know you yeah. bought a paddleboard, um, but I've been more wanting to be out in, in nature. <laughs> so.
1: I think that shows how well we adapted, though. I think there's something to be said about, and I, I really want to validate that a lot of people, I mean probably the majority of people through the pandemic suffered greatly, suffered economically mental health, emotionally, physically as well. Um, I just wouldn't count myself as one of those people. The pandemic really gave me a space where I had to be alone. And I I had some other... I mean, I... Oh, oh, I'd love to talk about this, actually. I am a recovering codependent partner. I'm not anyone's partner, but um, I, I struggle with codependency and having a whole year where i was essentially forced to be alone really had me doing a lot of work there which has enormously paid off in a lot of areas of my life um but like you said like last summer we we weren't allowed to be indoors anywhere so what did we do well we went and found modes of of being outdoors in ways that were not just sitting in a parking lot, right? And we did that for a while, too. <laughs> but we we adapted. Yeah,
0: for sure. I think, um, and this can obviously be a topic for another time, but I think everyone, mm. not everyone, but a good portion of people experience some form of personal growth. And I know that you <laughs> you, you uh polled your Instagram followers to see if that was, like, A thing, and you got a pretty overwhelming response that it, yeah, it was that like people did get some form of, yeah. And I I would love to talk about that like during a full podcast because that is an interesting topic. Totally. um,
1: That was that was an interesting little study,
0: (laughs) yeah. Um, to kind of finish off, uh, why don't I, I would love if people could reach out to us. We're gonna have a website up pretty quick. Um, if they could reach out and tell us, uh, kind of what they miss about uh, pre-pandemic life and like tell us anything really uh like i said this is a show that is meant to talk about everything and i don't think we're gonna put any boundaries on what we can talk about which is fantastic
1: yeah i'd rather not
0: <laughs> so uh with that um thanks for joining us and uh we look forward to hearing from you again at the wine out loud podcast have a great night